1: <laughs> Who's excited? Oh, Wait, that man. was yesterday. It was yesterday. Well, it's who yeah. was who was excited? It's happening as we're right, but like when they listen to this. Mm-hmm.
0: Hi everybody. Hello, everyone. My name is David Bell. Uh, my name is Tom Ryman. And
1: we just watched LA Confidential.
0: La Confidant. <laughs> La Confidantal.
1: Mm. Yeah. New new movie. LA Confidential. Just out.
0: There's something wrong with Thought they had it all figured out. Anything bothering you about the Eidol case? The fact that you guys won't let it get
1: filed away. I didn't kill nobody! But what started as a murder... You talk only to me on this one. ...became a mystery... ...that could cost them everything. This is normally a Thursday thing. It's, it's Monday... But we, uh, I don't know. There's nothing out. I do, I do want to do synchronic at some point, but we're trying to get through some backlog of, uh, yeah, we just watched from
0: producers. mm -hmm, Yeah. Some of our producer, uh, sponsored, we just watched were, yeah. We figured this is a good, as good a time as any to try to, to get caught up on some of those since there's not, you know, not, not a, not too many like big releases are coming yeah. out each week, and and won't be for the foreseeable future. So
1: yeah, I'm sure we'll do this every now and then. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one is produced by David Knife Boot Henson. Knife Boot, Knife Boot, uh, uh, Thank you, uh, NB KB, I mean uh, Knife Boot, uh, for giving us a choice between Thirteen Assassins or LA Confidential. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and Knife Boot was like, look do one of these. And we said, yeah. And that's the story of how this happened. Mm -hmm. Uh, this is a movie that I never saw before. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, so this is, this is like a new movie for me. Mm -hmm. Uh, this is like (laughs) a movie that like a new it's, it's, it might as well have been in theaters. Um, it, uh, <laughs> Tom, a- I assume you've seen this before.
0: Oh yeah, no, I, I saw that. I saw this in theaters. Yeah, um, you know, four hundred thousand years ago when it came out.
1: Yeah, this is a nineteen ninety seven film. Yeah, <laughs> this is from the director of um of eight the mile. yeah and the hand that rocks the cradle. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know what that means
0: well also it's Curtis Hansen who also directed the River Wild. So what it means is stars from all of those movies pop up in LA confidential.
1: Yeah, you're
0: right. You got David Strathairn from uh The River Wild.
1: yep yeah. And yep. then uh Kim Basinger uh, is uh in Eight Mile.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh Matt McCoy, Lloyd Braun from The Hand That Rocks the Cradle. Right. Is in this.
1: Right. Uh yeah, and this is a hell of a fucking cast. This is also the writer. It's from a book, right?
0: It's a yeah. Book. This this is from a book by uh, James Elroy, who's a pretty famous crime novelist. Right, did
1: the Black Dahlia, yep, or yeah. yeah. Yep. So uh, and then it was adapted um, by the writer of A Knight's Tale.
0: Yeah, Brian Helgeland.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so
0: yeah. w- writer director of A Knight's Tale, isn't he? Oh, really, I believe so.
1: Um, let me look. Let me look him up here uh fuck boom, yeah he directed boom, boom, boom. it mm. yeah fuck mm. it. yeah! and payback <laughs> and the order and the order mm-hmm. so yeah this is like man this is a lot of a lot of fucking names behind it uh it's got kevin spacey who everybody loves yeah uh russell Crowe. Mm-hmm. you know just some real like well-balanced actors you know guys on this set playing well-balanced characters mm-hmm. yeah yeah um, no it, but, uh Guy Pierce. Yeah, Jimmy Cromwell. <laughs> Jimmy James, Cromwell James in there. Cromwell.
0: Cromwell-ch!
1: Yeah, we'll get to fucking Cromwell. Uh, Danny DeVito. Danny DeVito. Yeah. Uh, my God, it's 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 all star cast.
0: There's a lot of motherfuckers running around in this a lot movie. of motherfuckers. A whole lot I mean, of motherfuckers.
1: I. It's funny because I'm going to talk about this movie like I haven't seen it before because I haven't, and I feel like a lot of people are. <laughs> Are gonna be, um, are gonna be like, yeah, like listening because, like, my first observation is this is a good movie, Tom. <laughs> yes,
0: Dave. Yes, yeah. it is a good movie.
1: This is a really good movie. Did you have you heard about this movie? Have you guys heard have about se- LA Confidential? Have you seen this?
0: Have you heard about
1: this? This is a good movie. What's its high, What's its like Rotten Tomatoes rating? I bet it's high.
0: It's pretty high. I mean, you know, it was nominated for nine Academy Awards.
1: Really. <laughs> Wow! Did it win any? It won two. For what?
0: It won supporting actress for Kim Basinger, and it won best adapted screenplay.
1: oh Kim, that's great. Mm-hmm. And it won best adapted screenplay. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it, got a whole. It's a ninety-nine percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, uh, ninety-four from audiences with <laughs> over a hundred thousand ratings. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I <laughs> this, guess people have seen this movie. This, this is a well-liked film. Yeah. Well, what what do we bring to the table here? I mean... I don't know. I I was just excited to get
0: you to watch it because you'd never seen it before.
1: Yeah. I don't know why I haven't seen it. Let's start... I want to start there. Um, I've always meant to. Uh, I never looked up what this movie was about. If I knew it was a mystery crime thriller, I would have seen it immediately. Uh, I think the name L.A. Confidential is bad. Uh, That's where I'm starting. I'm mm-hmm. starting from. Uh, it looked like I didn't know it was about cops and crime. I don't know what I thought it was about. I just saw this this thing with Kevin Spacey's face on it. That's not helping.
0: Um, yeah, the poster doesn't. That's the poster's a little strange. It doesn't.
1: It's, a, it's, not, well, it's that not that strange. It's not super strange.
0: It lets you know that it's a noir.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I should have known. I just never thought about this movie. Uh, I think I I think it's really the name. The name really bothered me. Mm-hmm. It sounded like it was going to be like a series of stories or something like that, uh, and going to be like more sexy. I thought it was just like
0: well, it's it's related to that because Confidential was the name of an infamous uh, scandal rag uh, in in the around oh. this time. It's what it's what hush hush in the movie yeah, is yeah, supposed yeah. to be. Um, so the title's like a. I, I assume it's like a. a they right. mention they mention it in the movie like they mention when when Kevin Spacey's character is on set of the cop show. Uh, one of the actresses he's dancing with mentions to him, she's like, "Weren't you involved in Bob Mitchum's <laughs> arrest?" And Robert Mitchum famously got a, got busted for having pot. Uh, and it was right. on. It was on the cover of Confidential. It's like the exact same thing that he does to the young actor in the movie. Is right. what, ha- is what okay. happened to Robert Mitchum?
1: Really to Mitchum? Yeah. Ah, yeah. oh, poor Mitchum.
0: Um, I mean, obviously it didn't hurt him. Like you, yeah. You'd probably like nobody knows that. Yeah. He, he still can got, ever got to got be in Yeah,
1: yeah. He still got to be in Scrooge it's, um, Yeah,
0: it's yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is um. Noir mystery, which is, uh, like, L.A. noir mystery, which is right right up in there. I love it. Like, this is Chinatown. This is Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Mm-hmm. This is, I guess, the two Jakes. Uh, and all those others. Those to are the main a, to a, ones. A, to though. a lesser
0: degree, yeah. But you mean, yeah. Pri-
1: primarily
0: the two Jakes.
1: Primarily the two Jakes. Primarily the two Jakes. Uh, and so, like, fuck. I, I love it. I love it. The fucking murder mystery uh, in, in fucking in L.A., uh, it, it doesn't start that way, which is my first thing that I really like about this movie is that the actual murder that the mystery is around isn't immediate. They have to set some shit up, mm-hmm. mainly that these aren't great cops. Right. The premise
0: like this, this movie takes place in the 1950s in Los Angeles, which is a time period, I think from the post-war Los Angeles uh this time period the LAPD is where it began to get its reputation for being less uh, than polite
1: <laughs>
0: an organized crime racket really yeah. it's like this this is like where all like the the the, the bonkers ass corruption stories and stuff began around this time period I think right um I lost my train of thought.
1: (laughs) Well, you were you were we were talking about how it begins with them not being cool dudes. Oh right, yeah. the The
0: premise of this movie is that like we're we basically have three main characters that we jump between three different police detectives,
1: and they're all shitty in different ways. Yeah,
0: they're all not likable people, Um, and that like the exercise of the story is it starts you out not liking any of these guys and then as the movie progresses and they start to come together to solve a mystery, it's you begin to identify with all three of them yeah. more more as human beings as they let their more yeah. human sides come out. Yeah.
1: That that said, Guy Pierce, there's nothing wrong with him. He's a good he's he's the Boy Scout. Well who no, learns
0: there he is. Learns to no, kill no, people. No, no, no. There, there there's, a, there's a he's he's a I disagree. I I think right. uh I mean he is like the quote unquote straight arrow. He's not a dirty cop. He's not a dirty cop, but he is a scumbag.
1: Well, what does he do? He's he's, he's shitty. Like I don't like his he's, face, but he's, that's sh- just Guy Pierce.
0: Well, I mean, he's he's sh- he's shitty. Like you hit it on the head. He's um he is more than willing to he's he's willing to to screw people over and fudge the truth to advance his own career.
1: Right. Well, he's he's a he's a politician. Yeah. I just say as a citizen, uh there's three cops and only two of them might kick my ass. Uh, <laughs> Guy Pierce is shitty, but to his other cops, yeah. The the where he's like he's going to rat them out and stuff. Yeah, and uh, he'll and but he'll, like, he'll also they did he'll... beat up a bunch of people in custody. Oh, it yeah. starts with them beating up a bunch of people in custody and having like a brawl of it on christmas yeah uh and so guy pierce basically is gonna ready to rat out and in fact wants them to get rid of russell Crowe. uh yeah because bud white
0: yeah russell Crowe's he plays this super violent (laughs) detective who just likes to beat the shit out of
1: people right and they do this thing where look i'm nobody nobody's into cops right now uh uh, co- cops are not in vogue, no. uh, but they, uh, they do this thing where he's beating people up, but it's, g- it's guys who beat up their wives or like, you know, like they show him beating up people who you want to see beat up. Yeah. Which is their way of being like, look, you know, he goes overboard, but it's, it's, this is a very, like, it feels like a Reagan era explanation of bad cops, you know, mm-hmm. where it's like, look, he's going after the bad people. Yeah. He's well, a little rough, but like, you know. Yeah, Russell Crowe, the real version of this cop, it's not, it's not as, uh, yeah, rosy. Yeah, no. What I,
0: I mean, they also show him beating up people who are handcuffed to chairs, and then he also hits Kim Basinger later. Yes. So it's that like was,
1: that was a good choice because they make him, they make it like no, he's a violent prick.
0: Yeah, he's a violent uh, guy. That's uh, I, I like that they give.
1: She has to drive away with him when he's got like tubes coming out of him and shit. Yeah. That's going to be a terrible car ride.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> he can't speak. He got shot through the mouth.
1: Yeah, he's complaining. She's going to be like making him.
0: Well, at least he, I mean, he can't complain. He got shot through right, the, right, right, through the right,
1: mouth. Right, right, <laughs> uh, <but> right. <laughs> he'll make noises. He can make
0: noises, yeah.
1: Yeah. And um, be like, no, All I. Right.
0: I, I you're, you're right in that their explanation of what he's doing is, you know, it has a little bit of the rosy Hollywood element to it, but it's, I, I also appreciate that they explain it, but it still doesn't make him, like, good.
1: Yeah. I I just would say, like a lot of noir detective films, this is a fantasy. Yes. Uh, yeah. You know, where, like, it's, it's still, like, we're still by the end supposed to like Russell Crowe and, like, like... Or, I guess I don't know. I and like Guy Pierce for learning to shoot somebody in the back because it it presents a world where it's like sometimes you just have to kill people to justify or or well, to, he was to, gonna to get was,
0: justice, yeah, he was gonna get away with it.
1: and what they do is they show the worst people, yes, uh and they're like, look, see, and it's like, well, in real life, they're not those people necessarily you know in real life it's a guy selling cigarettes on the street that's i guess that's the first thing about this movie is it's it's a lot of there's a lot of cop movies like this where they 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 circle that idea Mm -hmm. of like sometimes cops just have to kill people uh and i don't know if this like has does a judgment on it and again it's noir it's gritty it's not trying to pick like paint it as rosy it's just always funny where like guy Pierce's uh arc is basically he's a cop that learns to be uh yeah be be shitty
0: well, I mean, he was already shitty. it's I think yeah, one Different of the thing- kind of shitty right. one of the things the movie's about is uh, like the the nature and and definition of justice and the reality of justice.
1: yeah, it also ends in a way where the bad guys sort of get away or yeah, no, they do the, the yeah and so like he, again it's the point the, the movie's cynical it's yes it's doing all the things i'm saying it's not doing it in a way that it isn't self-aware
0: mm-hmm. i would i would probably i've not read this specific book but i've read the black dahlia i've read some other james Elroy stuff and then also james Elroy just has this reputation i suspect the the novel is way way darker than the movie yeah. like the characters are even more uh irredeemable because that's what he wrote about like he wrote about right. shitty ass cops being shitty
1: yeah i would say the only uh, person uh, who's like kim basinger's character is the only one who's like a good person it seems
0: yeah she doesn't hurt anyone and she just yeah you know she's just trying to get by being a she yeah. she, she works for david strathairn uh as a as we all do in a way we're all sort of uh yeah working for him working yeah. for david strathairn
1: you all you all know David Strathairn right We're yeah. all, we're all fans
0: yeah well the the, the premise is is uh,
1: there's he this played bra- Edward R. Murrow
0: he did yeah. yeah uh exactly. the premise is is there's this brawl at the police station a bunch of cops get sort of washed out for it including Russell Crowe's partner yeah um his partner later gets murdered in a mass murder at a diner, um, and they bust three guys for it that turn and out to be the wrong guys.
1: That's the murder of that's this the, murder. That's mystery. the
0: murder. Is yeah, it's it it Russell
1: Crowe's partner. It feels like it takes a while to get to a lot of noirs. They usually start with the murder, or they, um, or it's fairly quick. Uh, yeah,
0: and the way this is set up is actually.
1: I the, might sorry, I might be wrong about that. It Um,
0: it depends.
1: Yeah. I don't know. What were you going to say? I
0: think it takes a scene or two for Sam Spade's partner to get killed, the Maltese Falcon. Yeah. Um, What I was saying is the way this movie plays out is when the the actual murder that is like the mystery of the film happens, it happens, I think, about 20 minutes in, Mm -hmm. um, and you don't clock it as the murder when it happens. Like you're not – the, the film is told in such a way that you don't realize the importance of the that partner diner. Getting killed? yeah
1: oh no i totally did
0: oh you did like
1: yeah like, that's I'm... why i was thinking about it because i was like i i, I re- when i realized it was a noir murder mystery i was like mm-hmm. when where's the murder and then that happened and i was like oh there it is uh, oh you
0: see the way they deal with it in the movie i remember the first time i saw don't... it it they don't it doesn't it doesn't seem like it's the big because it gets solved with, i'll tell you i'll tell you within the things itself and in, and maybe about 20 30 minutes after it happens
1: well i'll tell you the things that made me realize it was um one when guy pierce first goes into the the diner mm-hmm. the scene is really savored and so i knew the scene was very important mm-hmm. that's uh, true it's, yeah it's he's looking at all the details so they're showing like the two coffee cups they make a note and i was like oh okay i remember he said he had a hot date Mm -hmm. i also when the partner says i got a hot date gotta go uh i don't know just knowing the rules of noir maybe this is because i've just seen murder mysteries so many and maybe when this came out it was less um you know of a trope but him being like i gotta go and he leaves i was like oh he's dead he's 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 the one who gets murdered because he he says, like, I got to go do something. And he's like, what is it? And he's cryptic about it and leaves. Mm-hmm. yeah So that signaled to me, dead man. And so I was waiting for him to be murdered. And when they got to the diner, I was like, he is so going to be in that. Oh, yeah. No, I
0: mean, yeah. Watching it this time, he might as yeah. well have been screaming into Russell Crowe's face. I'm going to go get murdered now.
1: Right. And that's OK, because I didn't know who it was going to be. And then they sort—they tell you early, they blow their load a little early here, uh, but they're trying. It's on purpose.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, There's a lot of misdirection in this.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of misdirection. Although I will say, again, uh, spoilers for LA Confidential folks. Um,
0: yeah, a movie from 24 years ago.
1: <laughs> when When Jimmy Cromwell murders Kevin Spacey, I also, for some reason, my brain knew that was going to happen, and I can't quite figure it out. I think it also has to do with tropes. Um, it has to do with Kevin Spacey goes to his house late at night. Mm-hmm. The movie, the scene is shot in this way where James Cromwell keeps turning his back to the camera. Uh, and so it just like, I, I instinctively was like, he's going to turn around with a gun, isn't he? And then it's, I'm going coming here to tell you an important piece of evidence. And that's a trope. That's become a trope, right? Where the person is going to someone else. Mm-hmm. like i figured it out this this and this i just have to connect the dots and then they kill them uh, so like i don't know it, it, this probably originated it but uh there was a few moments that i felt were very telegraphed that i think has to do with the fact that this movie spawned tropes rather than was a trope does that make sense or or was le- may- using tropes
0: maybe i'm not i'm not sh- yeah i that could be um 97, though, is pretty late. It's pretty late. So I think a lot of these trips were established. So he was trying to do that, like watching this movie now. Um, uh, it uh, struck me that he's trying to, the director's trying to film the scenes, even though there's like, like you said, there's things that give it away just in the way that it's constructed and the way that murder mysteries play out. Right. But he tries to film it in a way that is not calling attention to it. Because yeah. yeah, in that scene, James Cromwell does keep turning his back to Kevin Spacey, but it's a very tightly shot scene. They're in his they're in his uh, in James James Cromwell's kitchen. It's very cozy. It's you're yeah. not. It's not lit in a in a in a way. They're positioned in a way that tips it off.
1: They're filmed in a way too, where he's looking down on him. That's um, what I'm
0: talking about. Yeah, yeah. Is, is is he's looming over Kevin Spacey, and it's it's, but he doesn't super call attention to it. So it's it's there, but he's yeah. not like shining a light on it.
1: I also think it's good filmmaking because the moments I realize this, uh, they would immediately do the thing, and so I don't I don't think I don't fault a movie for tipping me off twenty seconds before the thing. Mm-hmm. 30 seconds before the right, thing it,
0: it still like, wants to do the thing it's it's just doing its best to not make it super obvious
1: yeah. yeah 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 um i there's some movies that'll do that in a way that i'm like no why'd you do that so, uh, samuel jackson getting eaten by a shark in deep blue sea like mm-hmm. i think that sequence itself is really poorly filmed uh because you know something's gonna happen to him like way earlier you do now I, no, I, think, I think, think even while shooting the the last shot before he does this weird Dutch angle in Samuel L. Jackson,
0: the last shot, uh, yeah, right before and he it's gets just bit like, is, oh, he's
1: gonna get eaten is
0: is really telling. But like, yeah,
1: they, I feel like, I don't know, it, this I mean, is about I think, that. But, no, no,
0: no. I think I think that that move. I mean, Deep Blue Sea started that pretty right. much.
1: But this this scene, you could you could translate it as uneasiness. Like, uh, yeah, there's no score. You feel the uneasiness before yeah. it happens. Um, mm-hmm. which translated to me with, oh, fucking, it's Jimmy. It's Jimmy Cromwell. <laughs> Cromwell. Because uh, he's also one of those people where people are like, no one suspects Jimmy Cromwell. Uh,
0: yeah, but he's been the bad guy enough times where you're like, it could be him.
1: Well, that's, <laughs> yeah. I think that's why is that yeah. it's that thing where when, um, when people try to subvert a trope so much, it becomes its own trope. I think James Cromwell, bad guy, is one of those. Where it's like, at this point, I suspect him all the time. Yeah. All the time. I mean, what else has he been a bad guy in? The General's Daughter. That's true. Spoilers. Um. Uh, what was the one? Eraser? <laughs> I guess that's not really a bad <laughs> He's guy. He's not
0: the bad guy. He just... <laughs> hungrily shoves a gun in his mouth and blows his head off.
1: Uh, you could you a, could argue in a, that in a truly shocking sequence. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You could it's, argue that uh, it's the fact so that out of the blue, <laughs> it's an incredible scene. See, that's how you that's how you surprise someone with James Cromwell <laughs> with a gun. That's how you do that. Oh shit. It's because he shoots the window behind him. And it's well, and it's fucking...
0: he makes this noise. Like he puts, yeah. like, he, like, I, I used the word hungrily and it's not an exaggeration. No, like no. He's like he's uh, like,
1: when he puts the gun in his mouth. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's fucking, uh, it's shocking. He, like, grunts. Yeah.
0: In anticipation. Yeah. It's such a fucking shocking scene.
1: Right. <laughs> so, yeah, he's a villain in that. In
0: the middle of a racer.
1: Yeah, James Cromwell just pieces out of erasing. He erases himself.
0: He yeah. shoots his brain out the out the window of a skyscraper. Mm-hmm. It's incredible, shocking, <laughs> shocking.
1: <laughs> oh shit! Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I didn't. I didn't see it coming until that scene, mind you. I'm not saying this movie is predictable. I'm saying that there's a few moments that I knew enough tropes that I was like, "Oh, that's the thing," mm-hmm. and then it was the thing. And it wasn't really like in places that mattered that like hurt the film. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, it's just a few moments that like, uh, yeah. Um, it's weird that by the way, Kevin Spacey is like first build. Uh. Even though he gets shot in the heart and fucks off, is it just that he was the most famous motherfucker of this group at yes. the time? Yes. Yeah. That's yeah, wild. He was,
0: he was coming off his his uh Oscar win for usual suspects.
1: Yep. Russell uh, Yeah. Russell looks fresh off of virtuosity. He is. Is he really? Uh huh. Holy shit. Oh yeah, right. He did he did a couple things in between. He's rough magic, whatever mm-hmm. that is. Sure, no, that classic. Oh my god, remembers. I guess. Got- Alright, I just looked it up. I gotta watch Rough Magic. Sure. It's about a magician. I mean,
0: obviously. What else would it be about? Yeah. Um Yeah, no, uh Kevin Spacey, I mean, that's another misdirect that the movie does. Like Kevin Spacey's I mean, this is also it's it's partially because he was the the biggest star at the time, and it's also, you know, another element of the movie giving you a red herring is right. you're thinking he's gonna be uh more of a, of a, you think he's going to be a major character throughout and he gets killed very abruptly at the end of the yeah. second act. Yeah. Like if, like they, it, there's still plenty, there's still all of act three to go when he dies.
1: Yeah. They, <clears throat> it, it, they do good with this because here's the, the few things with like a mystery mm-hmm. um, is one of the other problems with a lot of noir mysteries or any mystery in general mm-hmm. um, is by the time you get halfway through, you've probably already met the killer, right? Yes. Uh, and that's always that's always a like because it would be really anticlimactic if they're like, "Oh, it's this man." Who I mean, is random? That, that
0: doesn't stop it's them from stranger. doing it. Yeah, it doesn't keep them from doing it all the time because that shit what, happens all the time. Their rando. Yeah. Or they don't. Int- they don't introduce the killer until like. 30 minutes before i mean there's there's a lot there's a lot of bad mysteries that do that bad
1: mysteries yeah
0: they'll they'll introduce a character that is they, the killer and you're just like well that's
1: that's not fair like i could yeah. have solved that yeah yeah but like the yeah and so doing considering that fact they did a good job at masking jimmy cromwell because it's mainly not that he seems unsuspecting it just doesn't seem like he's a significant character mm-hmm. that's Kind of
0: one of the things that the, well, I mean, it's another one of the things that the film does to, to try to uh, disguise itself enough that you don't, you know, that you don't solve the mystery is all of the killers are ancillary characters almost. Oh, yeah. Like you don't. Like we see a montage of a bunch of uh, people getting getting executed by two mysterious hitmen, and it's fucking it's it's Russell Crowe's shitty partner and this other old dickhead. We find out later it's like two guys you weren't even thinking about,
1: right? Exactly. Um,
0: And then yeah, James Cromwell just kind of comes in and out of the movie. He doesn't really, not enough. He Not seems
1: a, like he's just there to fill a, a part, like right. fill a, like a a piece of exposition, right. like just a character that needs to exist.
0: Yeah, he he's he helps facilitate the right. three, the three main characters. Like he's supportive they, of Guy Pierce's new career. He keeps Russell Crowe on the force because he he likes to use him to intimidate mafia guys. Um, they also
1: give them enough There's so many moving parts. There's mm-hmm. like Kevin Spacey and his 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 consultant job uh, with yeah. the moving pictures, and you are like, does Hollywood have something to do with this? Um, yeah, he, it's it's funny because in retrospect, it is obvious that of course it's cops because the whole movie is set up with our cops are shitty. We're trying to make our cops look better. Mm-hmm. That's how the movie starts, and it starts with the idea of Guy Pierce ratting people out. Yeah and that whole fight scene and the corruption and it's like oh of course it's going to involve that yeah Uh, of of course that's going to mirror it I just didn't know how good of a movie we were watching so I didn't know if it was going to be like Mm -hmm. just like Kim Basinger oh no (laughs) doing it or something you know what I mean where it's like I don't know man yeah
0: the the majority I like that the, like that whole plot thread, essentially the fleur de lis stuff with the, the yeah. uh, sex workers who look like movie stars. That's a, pretty much a red herring. Like it doesn't really yeah. have anything to do with the crime. It's right. We find out later that the big bads are James Cromwell and David Strathairn are, are joining forces to move 20 pounds of heroin that the, yeah. uh, uh, Russell Crowe's fuck up partner and this other dude just stole during one of their hits. Um, but like most of the, like a lot of the, a lot of the plot threads they follow just end up, you know, I don't know. It's just, all, it's everything
1: sort of ties together. But yeah. They're, they're,
0: they're, they're all related, but not everything necessarily was it's like good. a big clue.
1: Yeah. It's good. It's good presentation. Um, mm.
0: and I like that, uh, with James Cromwell, like you said, he's, he's in the movie enough that you're not like we haven't seen james cromwell in a while he must be the killer uh yeah. but he's not in it so much that you're like that he becomes a suspect if that makes yeah, sense he's also,
1: yeah and he's also james cromwell which means he exists in this place where it's like yeah i can be, like it's one thing if like they do a, you know like when a major major actor is in a small role mm-hmm. in one of these movies it's like well it's probably that person then um this it's like James Cromwell isn't a huge actor. I mean, he's huge in my heart, um, and he'd been
0: nominated for an Oscar at this point,
1: right? But the role wasn't so small that it was mm-hmm. it would be weird, yeah. Too yeah to have J- Jimmy Cromwell because this is like the kind of role he would do, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, he plays a lot of presidents. You know, mm-hmm. he plays a lot of like ba- background like act like characters,
0: yeah. Um, a, lot of, a lot of authority figures.
1: Yeah, so it just works. So it, it just—I don't know. It, it, and there's so many people cast in this. There was, yeah, there was a point in this movie where I was like, I'm not sure what's what's gonna happen. Like I took no notes for mm-hmm. that reason. While I was just paying attention. Yeah. I did not think I was gonna see James Cromwell choke out Danny DeVito.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I'm glad I got to see it. Pull on a fucking. Of assassin's glove and smother him to
1: death <laughs> yeah Danny Danny DeVito yep poor good little guy Danny DeVito yeah it's a real shame
0: <laughs> he plays an extremely Danny DeVito character in this yeah he's, he's
1: playing he's <laughs> doing this thing
0: using every part of the DeVito in this they role they do a
1: good job with him too because you don't see his murder coming um only for one reason which is that He's like the narrator at first, for parts of it, yeah, yeah. And it's like, well, surely they won't kill the narrator. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- that doesn't make any sense. He like the first half of the movie is spent with him, just like everybody loves Hollywood, and he starts like talking about like all the cool stuff. It's really it just the opening like he's monologue, like, but yeah. He, but like, doesn't he have a little bit later too?
0: No. <laughs> I'm. Tr- I think it's just that opening montage. Okay. I think, like, the, I-, I think that montage is the only part we actually get any narration. Really. I think so.
1: I, I just thought of him as like a godlike character because we have that opening monologue
0: right and like the subject matter the movie and the fact that he runs hush hush this this tabloid magazine it's like right. oh obviously he would be because that's the point he's of like view the
1: thread exactly like that, the through
0: line this is the point of view of this film so obviously this is going to be the the thing that ties it all together and then
1: right because he's also not like he didn't seem like he was in the uh, the intrigue he was just watching it from the outside And then he gets his ass murdered, and they all have to stand around and figure out who killed Danny DeVito.
0: Oh, we know who killed Danny (laughs) DeVito.
1: We know who killed Danny DeVito at that point. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Ass got fucking stone cold murdered by James Cromwell.
1: Oh, yeah. Super murdered. (laughs) (laughs) They see his fucking corpse. <laughs> Danny DeVito's all, corpse. He's all discolored. Yeah, yeah.
0: surrounded by his his uh, uh, s- his smutty photographs.
1: Yeah, the mix of him <laughs> feeling like a narrator in that it just reminded me of Monty Python The Holy Grail, uh, the history the, professor gets yeah, his yeah. throat slashed, ice, <laughs> and then the cops have to get involved. Oh, the cops show.
0: <laughs> all right, all right, all right. <laughs> all right, okay, okay. Somebody killed Danny DeVito. Yeah. All right, we got us. We got to pause the movie.
1: Yeah, we i really have, like, like the idea of a movie a murder mystery where the narrator gets murdered halfway through and then yeah. there's just no narrator Yeah. um yeah i don't know man good movie everybody likes this movie right yeah
0: i yeah i was uh you know i i decided like we had the choice between this and 13 assassins and i was like well we'll pick la confidential because we'll have a little bit more to to, to talk about uh, cause 13 assassins is, is also good, but it's like a, a kind of a straightforward action movie. So it's like, well, if, right. we, do, if we do that, it's going to be like 40 minutes of us being like this movie rules. And like, now that we're doing <laughs> LA confidential, it's like, Oh, this is the same problem where we're just like, yeah, this is a good movie. I don't know.
1: <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's, uh, it's, it's funny that Russell Crowe and noir is a thing, right? Um, yeah, I guess, I mean, well, no, he's, he did that with the nice guys and that's pretty much it. Yeah. Um, but it's more that like when it when he's in a Noir, it makes sense. Um I mean, Russell Crowe really is good at playing one character, which is guy who will beat you up., mm-hmm. and boy, is he great at that character?
0: There's a part in this movie where he literally snarls and throws a chair fifteen feet through a window,
1: right, and it works for Noir where he's like hot headed. Like, yeah, he's like, he's like a, he might as well be a bear in some of these scenes. Mm -hmm. Like they literally sick him on Guy Pierce.
0: Yes. Um, That's the scene I'm talking about. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. When he snarls and throws a chair through the window.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I, I love, and again, it's, it's, it makes a lot of sense. Like they, they basically make it so him and Guy Pierce hate each other. They couldn't be more opposites. And, um, Kevin Spacey's character, Jack is like kind of in the middle of that. Mm Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, he gets his ass murdered. Mm-hmm. And then it makes sense that these two characters kind of like, they do the, a great job of how everybody's circling the same uh, case. And you can kind of tell. Yeah. Because there's st- stuff throughout, but they don't know. Yeah. And I really enjoyed that. I think th- this is what it is, is. I think this movie is, it's it's I think what makes this work really well is that it's those scenes I was talking about where it's like, you know what's going to happen, sort of. Um, that's not a weakness of the movie i think it's in the in- intent of the movie is that often you know more than the characters know because you know their collective knowledge yeah but you don't know who did it or why uh and that's what i think worked really well for it is that you're both ahead of the characters but behind the movie mm-hmm. uh at, at most of the most of the time even when you know that it's Jimmy Cromwell, you're not entirely sure why until yeah, they sort of spell know, it out. We don't out.
0: know all the information, yeah.
1: Yeah. So the movie puts you in this like this perfect little spot that it, it there's a there's a certain like I think a lot of a lot of like shows do this where you know stuff that characters don't know and you can't wait for them to find out. Mm-hmm. And it's that. It's you're waiting for all these people to kind of connect. Right.
0: You're waiting for the movie to catch up with you.
1: Yeah. But in, in a good way, because yeah. it's not that it's not that the movie, the movie is right. You're right where the movie wants you to be. It's that you it's it's since the uh, all the characters don't have their, each other's knowledge. It's It's like when. You know, it's like when like like someone killed somebody else, and you like both characters, and you're waiting for them to learn, and there's going to be a clash, and it's all this drama. Like you know, you know that certain things like are are you know you know that at some point Russell Crowe is going to try to kill Guy Pierce. Yeah. Uh, shit like that. <laughs> yeah,
0: they've been making that promise for two hours now.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and you that,
0: know that scene really is just like somebody let a bear into the room with guy pierce and they were just yeah. like, all right go
1: yeah <laughs> how did how did he not get in trouble because he does that in a police station nobody
0: gets in trouble they beat up they right, beat up they, they, they bury up it that's ron the whole rifkin thing. the the uh los angeles district attorney and hang him outside the window in front of a <laughs> dozen sure witnesses do. they don't get in any trouble for that
1: <laughs> oh they sure do the
0: cops get away with everything and it's part of the point of the movie
1: i think so right is yeah. that at the end they're just like let's bury it mm-hmm. and they're like we can because we're cops yep i mean that's ron, a, that's uh,
0: explicitly the, what the movie is about right
1: ron rifkin of course in the negotiator
0: yeah of course, uh, of another course. movie
1: he plays the james cromwell type role in that one uh he also sure, with Kevin sure Spacey. yep yeah yeah that's also a murder mystery
0: it is. We should talk about the negotiator. Not now, but like at some point.
1: Yeah. You know who's in that? Paul Giamatti. Mm hmm. Yep. Yeah. yeah. David Morse. David Morse. Mm hmm. Uh mm-hmm. Dean Norris. Yeah, Dean Norris is in it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh Samuel L. Jackson also. That's a pretty of important cor- one. Of
0: course, yeah, of course. Yeah,
1: yeah, 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 yeah. Uh JT Walsh.
0: Yeah, that's a that's the that is extremely the kind of movie that JT Walsh was in.
1: Yeah yeah
0: yeah that's that's what he the did.
1: negotiator folks yeah um I don't know let's see what I trying to think of if there's anything more to say about l a confidential before we close this out um
0: I mean it's good, it's good, it's real good it's um, <laughs> just a good movie.
1: it's again, the only weirdness is watching this from the point of view of like shitty cops, and it's like i I don't know I'm less sympathetic, yeah um
0: i don't think the, i don't again, think the it's movie not really
1: propaganda for cops but it's no it's it's because the cops are shitty they're the, the ultimately the bad guys yes um it's just funny i think what it is is that it's the cops like it's, it, if you took the cops out of the movie mm-hmm. there'd be no there'd be no problems like they're their own problem right they're doing all the problem stuff Mm-hmm. and they're, they're just shooting doing, each other they're certainly doing a, all the a, crime yeah it's real. yeah it's real cop on cop violence yeah. by the end <laughs> like these cops just need to uh stop yeah and we'd be fine knock it off cops
0: yeah just cut the shit cut it out yeah quit the quit the quit the bullshit
1: yeah stop selling heroin or whatever
0: yeah stop trying to move 20 pounds of heroin in yeah. 1952 or whatever just it be is. some
1: cops uh yeah no I got no, I got nothing else I got nothing to say else this yeah movie.
0: it's a good ass movie watch it
1: yeah 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 this was uh, uh this was a Sunday Sunday afternoon uh nothing to really to watch right now on this Sunday so watch this and it's like it it worked yeah um it's just like it's a perfect like sleepy sleepy morning or afternoon uh movie sure yeah now right, watch watch
0: this shit and then How's watch the super bowl go and then watch the negotiator i don't know man
1: okay i'm not gonna look it up
0: no don't let's not even yeah
1: oh my god la confidential negotiator look there's there's one glaring problem in both of those Hmm. uh and if you can get past that mm-hmm. then you watch them you watch them back to back
0: yeah obviously
1: yeah um okay well um Geez. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks yeah. to um, uh, Mr. Knifeboot, uh, David Knifeboot Henson. Thank you so much mm. for giving us this decision. It was a good decision. It um, was.
0: I'm, I'm proud of us.
1: Yeah. And like, if you, yeah, I don't know. Um, if you want, you can check out our Patreon. It's patreon.com slash Gamefully Unemployed. We have exclusive podcasts on there like Tom and Jeff Watch Batman and Fox Mulder is a Maniac. Uh we watch movies with our patrons every Friday night. Uh we do other things too. You can produce we just watched episodes, you can produce your own podcasts. Yeah. Uh about, about anything, anything you, you want. want. Yeah. You could do a whole podcast about James Cromwell.
0: We would, yeah, we would do that if that's what you wanted.
1: Yeah, yeah. The the the, the, the guy who invented the warp drive. Cromcast.
0: Yeah. Cromcast. Is that, is, is that from Cochrane?
1: Yeah, old Cochrane. Hmm who enslaves sentient pigs and dinosaurs he's the dinosaur he's in did you know he's hammond's friend remember Mm -hmm. all through jurassic park he was also there apparently yeah
0: he was also there uh uh uh, dreaming of the day he could make some mutant freak child
1: yeah yeah out of of
0: clone dna that he was there since day one he was like i can't wait till i can use this technology to declare war on god yeah Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, yeah we also have a store team dot com slash store slash gameplay and employed where you can get uh, t-shirts masks mugs stickers posters all kinds of things check that out or don't I don't know watch the negotiator maybe
1: maybe watch the negotiator maybe watch the negotiator
0: I don't I don't know I don't know I don't know definitely Uh, watch eraser
1: yes okay I think we can all agree on the on, on eraser
0: yeah that's that's goes without saying
1: eraser for sure um i don't know any james cromwell right space cowboys yeah uh, maybe a little deep impact while mm-hmm. you're at it
0: sure yeah you're gonna get deep impact in there yeah yeah um, you're gonna want to get that in there
1: mm-hmm. what what else let's name some James. should we just name some james cromwell movies no i think that's I that's, Robot.
0: that's it that's all of them
1: spider-man 3 mm-hmm. uh the artist was he in the artist?
0: He could be. If you say he was, then he is.
1: All right. We should go.
0: We should probably stop. Yeah, I don't know why All we're right. still doing this.